nutshell, why I could, would believe that a an object, something physical, can have some good spiritual effect. Why would I believe that? Oh, well, because I believe God did that. Okay, so we can use objects to do physical and and uh, spiritual healing. Here's a belief I have that underlies that about creation. Oh, very neat. I found that very neat. Totally understood, even though he and I had just different beliefs. The devil was able to go into some herd of pigs and then and then kill them. What, 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 that's what he does. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Paranormal Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Thomas. Thank you all for joining us, and special thank you goes out to all of you who continue to support the podcast and continue to spread the word. Always remember, if any of you out there have experiences of your own that you'd like to share, feel free to email me at paranormalportalradio at gmail.com. Again, paranormalportalradio at gmail.com, and you too could be a guest on the show. Welcome to the show. I am joined today by uh, Father Mike Driscoll, who is not only a Catholic priest, but also an exorcist. And he's here today to talk about blessed and cursed objects. So we're going to get into this. I hope you guys are ready. This is going to be good. Hey, Father Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on again today. Hey, Brent. Good afternoon. Good to be on. Always good to talk to you. Yeah, likewise. Um, I, you know, I really had a lot of we had such a great conversation last time we talked to, about uh, demons and exorcisms and stuff. And uh, I, I know the listeners really enjoyed that as well. But, uh, you know, there are, of course, many uh, circles in the in the paranormal talk about cursed objects. And, of course, you, uh, being a Catholic priest, deal with blessings and blessing objects like medallions and such, which you sent to me. And I'm I'm very, very grateful for that. Thank you so much. Um, but sure. it is, it is a pretty, uh, pretty fantastic idea that you can imbue an object with a blessing. Yeah. Um, for those, uh, uh, Jewish and Christian beliefs or even any familiarity with the Bible, very beginning old Testament book of Genesis begins, God creating and each day saying, and, and saw that it was good. So there would be the start that God's creation was good. And then um, something went wrong. And, the, you know, again, I don't want, I want to keep narrowing down to speak for I, to speak for the Catholics because I don't want to say all Christians and Jews believe this, but something went wrong. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my belief is, you know, yeah, that there are some, some of the spirits God created uh, chose to become evil, free will choice. And then uh, tempted the first human beings, and they committed some sin. So then there was this, you know, break, a problem that things weren't all good as they had been. Um, so that's the beginning of of the Old Testament is how God created good, and then the you know devil tempting human beings. And it's interesting that the New Testament starts out um, like in, in John's Gospel in the first chapter um, says the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, meaning God himself became part of this creation. So kind of to restore what had gone wrong, um, 
you know, uh, uh, might think, well, God will just be in his heaven and wave his hand and make everything all right. Then he does this very amazing, mysterious thing, become part of the creation and, and restore it through there, which is ongoing and will culminate at the end of the world. A lot of, I think, Christians would believe that. Uh, the, and that the word made flesh and dwelt among us in John's first chapter. So where where I would go from there is, oh, so Jesus is restoring, started restoring when he came to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, creation, the physical world. So he became, God was pure spirit, but became part of his physical world. So that is kind of in a, the, in a nutshell why I could, would believe that a an object as something physical can have some good spiritual effect. Why would I believe that? Oh, well, because I believe God did that, took flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and from that time on was restoring the physical world. Um, so to make the, you know, not to, not to go on all day, um, Jesus then used physical things. For example, baptism uses water, and we believe that, wow, that really caused a change in a person's soul by pouring water on a person and, and saying, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, which Jesus said right before he ascended into heaven. He said, go out, told his apostles, go out and teach all the nations and baptize them. So we believe, wow, really, pouring water and saying words can affect a person's soul. Yeah, I do believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, Holy Communion would be a similar thing. We took bread and wine. This is my body. This is the chalice of my blood. Um, even something like marriage, you know, a lot of people share a belief in that, that yes, this couple actually exchanging words can change them. They are now a married couple. Of course, the intention behind it, too. Right. Um, they have to depend it. Um, so those are ways in which we'd say, yeah, there's, there's this interaction between the spirit world and the, and the physical world. And that's um, set up by God. To then get to a, a, a blessed object, here's a, a line from... Matthew's Gospel, um, uh, chapter 9. A woman suffering hemorrhages for 12 years came up behind Jesus and touched the tassel on his cloak. Mm -hmm. She said to herself, if only I can touch his cloak, I shall be cured. Jesus turned around and saw her and said, courage, daughter, your faith has saved you. And from that hour, the woman was cured. So very fascinating. There's, again, that interaction was it, did the tassel have an effect? Well, it must have. She, that's what, you know, she touched the tassel, but it wasn't just some Randall tassel she found laying around. This was, <laughs> this was a Jesus. And as Jesus said, your faith has saved you. So again, it was some intention. It was not like a, just a lucky object. It, there's, there's a belief that it, it, it's God's will to use physical things to cause, you know, change. And in this case, not only change her soul, but a change in her physical condition. Mm-hmm. Same thing happens, by the way, in uh, the Acts of the Apostles. Um, so I pull that one up. Um, St. Paul, um, this, this is uh, Acts of the Apostles, chapter, uh, where am I, 19? So extraordinary were the mighty deeds God accomplished at the hands of Paul, that when face cloths or aprons that touched his skin were applied to the sick, their diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. Mm-hmm. So we see that kind of extended from what uh, Jesus healing to St. Paul. And now, of course, Jesus also healed just by a word and drove out demons just by a word. Sure. Uh, so those things aren't necessary, but sometimes used. I like, Brent, when you often say there are no experts in this. If you were to say, well, exactly why, and try to pin me down, I'd say, I don't know. I do believe this is, for me, this is literally gospel truth, but I can't explain to you exactly why Jesus did this or that every time. Sure. Um, 
So, but there's there's the basis of where we get as a Catholic church. Oh, okay, so we can use objects to do physical and and uh, spiritual healing. Do, mm-hmm. You know, not every time I can't guarantee you, but I do believe that God does work that way. And um, what what I what I don't believe in is superstition in the sense of, like I said, it's not that this woman thought, well, tassels are lucky if I can find a tassel somewhere that will heal me. No, she specifically wanted one that Jesus was, you know, had some, his somehow using something about his power working through this physical object. Mm. So here's uh, a line from uh, when I blessed holy water using a ritual of the Catholic church. It's very old, but the age doesn't really matter for, for me, for a Catholic. It's the fact that Jesus gave, established a church, and so that church has his authority. So mm-hmm. it's more a matter of authority rather than uh, this. It's, it's not like, wow, you got to get the spell right or, um, you know, or that it's very old. Um, those things, you know, aren't the power. The power, I believe, is from God and God, the Son, Jesus Christ, and establishing a church. So, um but just to give, let's see if I've got that somewhere. Um, yeah, we bless. Typically, the old tradition is to bless salt and then water and sprinkle the salt in it. So just those sentences on each of those. Hmm. Almighty, everlasting God, we humbly implore thee in thy immeasurable kindness and love to bless and sanctify the salt, which you did create and give to the use of mankind, um, so that it may become a source of health for the minds and bodies of all who make use of it and may rid whatever it touches or sprinkles of all uncleanness and protect it from every evil, every assault of evil spirits. So you can see what blessed salt, well, that sounds strange. It's a prayer. And just saying, God, wherever I sprinkle this salt, will you give your blessings and drive away evil spirits? Mm-hmm. Um, the one for the water is similar. Um, and this one specifically uses the word exercise, not, not exercise as in, you know, but exercise with an O, so driving mm-hmm. away the devil. Uh, I, oh, I, I think this is neat because it addresses the water, like speaking to the water. Oh, water creature of God, I exercise you in the name of God, the Father Almighty, and in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son, our Lord, and in the power of the Holy Spirit. I exercise you so that you may put to flight all the power of the enemy and be able to root out and supplant that enemy and his apostate angels through the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. So again, water, when I'm explaining this, sometimes the people will say, and it's also helpful for vampires. Um, (laughs) But no, what we're asking is God, you know, again, not reading the whole prayer, but it keeps just going on, asking God to give his blessing. God, please, will you give your blessings to wherever I sprinkle this water Mm -hmm. or this salt or whatever the, uh, you don't mind one more. There's a cool thing about blessing a bell for a church. Sure. Uh, When it is told and rung, the faithful may be invited to the house of God. and it goes, and it sounds, let all evil spirits be driven afar. Let thunder and lightning and hail and storm be banished. Let the power of your hand put down the evil powers of the air. Isn't that cool? Yeah. <laughs> Part of the cool thing of being a priest, you do these really cool blessings. It sounds like something <laughs> almost out of a, you know, some weird TV show or something. But no, we really do ask God to do those things, you know, to mm-hmm. God, will it, wherever I sprinkle this water, will you please? So there's nothing magical or in my mind or superstitious about the water. It's right. Just I ask God wherever I sprinkle this, will you give you blessing? Do I have to use holy water? Nope. Can ask God to do that without holy without water. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it just kind of comes back to well, Jesus worked that way sometimes. Yeah. Uh, we see it in Saint Paul. So yeah, we keep up that tradition. It is interesting uh, that you know the one the one thing that I would 
I would ask you uh, as a as a priest is that when the woman reached out to the cloak to touch the tassel, then she was healed. But um, do you do you think that it's it's a concert in in terms of of cooperation or acknowledgement on behalf on be, behalf of the woman? In other words, he said that your faith has healed you. But had she not had that faith, and again touched touched the the same cloak, um, would she not have been healed? Probably not. But probably not. The way it just sounds right there, like you just said. Yeah. Yeah. And so there does seem to be like an an acknowledgement on not only the fact that in this case Jesus was there. And, and had proclaimed himself or others had proclaimed him as the, you know, the son of God and, you know, walking among men and, you know, the, the divine in flesh, but that she believed that. And, and therefore, in other words, I mean, that faith, I think, is, in, is incredibly important in all of this because it does create, I don't know, for lack of a better term, almost a conduit, you know, like a, like a, a plumbing of sorts, you know, like, uh, oh, I see this wellspring. I'm going to connect to it so that I can draw the water or, you know, whatever in the spirit that faith is such a integral part with these things. Would you agree? Definitely. Um, Definitely. And also, um, you know, prayer is a fascinating thing that we believe that, um, you know, a lot of people would believe of all kinds of different faiths. Yes, I can actually pray for you and it can have some effect. Wow, that's very mysterious and it is very mysterious and very neat. Um, and so, um, you know, you and I know each other somewhat well, but I, I um, don't know all your beliefs and, you know, we learn, the, learn those little by little as, as we talk. Um, but so like you said, I, I sent a blessed medal. I don't know exactly what you, what your beliefs on there, but I do believe because I had said a blessing and a prayer that wherever this medal is, mm-hmm. um, you know, keep this person's, uh, may God give his blessings and, and, uh, drive away any evil spirits that, um, you know, I, my intention is and prayer to God was, Hey, wh- whatever Brent's beliefs are, I still can still ask God to do those things for right. you. Right. Yeah. So, so we, um, yeah, so definitely faith is important, but we've also got this mysterious unity of the human race that uh, we, for those who believe, yeah, we can help each other in some mysterious spiritual way mm-hmm. um, through prayer and that kind of thing. The box. You opened it. We came. Oh no, it is a means to summon us. Who are you? Explorers in the further regions of experience. Demons to some, angels to others. It was a mistake! I didn't, I didn't mean to help me! It was a mistake! <laughs> tell you like uh, yeah i'm using social media all the time to promote the shows and to keep in touch with people and 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 ad nauseum but i i've i see hundreds like literally maybe close to a hundred every day 
I need prayers, prayer wars, please, please send your prayers, please, you know, and, and all of these people, you know, clicking or sending messages like, you know, they're, they're acknowledging that. And I, and I think that that's powerful, you know, that people are, are coming together to do that. So I, you know, I, that's neat that you hear all those, Brent. Yeah. And, and I, I always make sure to say something or to click something like the, you know, the hoggy, the huggy heart or whatever, uh, you know, to let them know that, hey, you know, I'm sending my, my love, my prayers and it's a, I hope it helps. But I, I think that that is true that certainly we, we have the ability to send to somebody, but I, but do you think that it becomes magnified then when it is, I don't know. I mean, it's just subjective as can be, but you know, if a person, has that same faith and then others, you know, administer their faith to it, that it, that it may compound it or something. I don't know. It's just. Yeah, I, I think so. Jesus said something about where two or three are gathered, you know, in my oh, right. So, yeah, only, you know, like you said, no experts on, on a lot of areas. I think only God can source that out and knows exactly why he does why, what he does and why he does it. But, but he certainly encouraged you know, biblically encourage prayer for one another. So we do that trusting that it does have an effect and that when he doesn't answer prayer, it's not because he's kind of mean or messing with us. He's got his own overarching plan and reasons. Um, but certainly part of that plan and reasons is, yes, pray for one another. And Jesus, you know, love your enemy and pray for your persecutor even. Mm-hmm. So with with blessed objects like, like the medallions and with that, uh, they do by virtue of that faith then have, have, I don't know, I don't want to say a power, but they do have, a um, maybe it is a power. Maybe that's the best word I could use, but like, a, it, it, because what I'm thinking about, uh, there was an experiment, I think done by a gentleman in Japan or, or, or somewhere in Asia where he would take like photographs of like, uh, water as it crystallized. And he did these emotional experiments where like it was some of the drops he would just ignore them and let them crystallize on their own. And others, he, he did this experiment where he, you know, cast all these negative thoughts and ideas to this water as it, as it, you know, as it froze. And then he, you know, with love uh, with another one. And there was a profound difference in the beauty and organization of these crystallizations of the water as it turned to ice depending on which which emotion was used. Wow, that's very, that'd be really something to see replicated and what's, wow, that's something. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think it's absolutely profound, but it does seem to demonstrate that we do have an interaction with the world around us in, in that way, and profoundly so, perhaps. Yeah, and again, I'm just careful to say, yeah, absolutely, I, we could call it a power that the, that something is blessed has, but... I always like to make clear the distinction, the belief in a blessed thing that I believe that power comes from God, that sure. we've asked something of him. And he's as opposed to, um, and I don't want to insult any of your listeners who are of a more natural nature centered thing or something, but um, of certain things uh, just have, I'm not even sure what I'm trying to say. Just something, I don't want to insult by saying a lucky rabbit's foot. I don't know, maybe some people believe in that, or I don't know if that's just an old, story or something. But sure. again, like the one with the tassel, it was something about God. It had some meaning for rather than I'm going to look around and find a tassel right. and, and that will heal me. No, she was, it was something that's connected with God. Sure. Um, so I, I definitely always stick with, with that. I once had a talk to a, 
um, a, a guy who was an American Indian or Native American, whichever, you know, people prefer different ones. And I knew they had a, a, like certain, I think there were four herbs, uh, you know, uh, sage and a few other things. I'm uncomfortable with people just kind of like, well, it's, it's sage, therefore it's got some inherent thing to drive away. Eh, I don't believe that. But he had, and I kind of knew, I kind of heard this. He said, well, that's part of our creation story. And he told me a little bit like, ah, now that, even though I don't share those beliefs, but I totally get that, that it was, you just didn't find a, you know, why sage and not some other place? He said, well, because here's a belief I have that underlies that about creation. Oh, very neat. I found that very neat. Totally understood, even though he and I had just different beliefs. So yeah, um, I, I guess I look for something deeper than just a random thing. I, I you know what? I don't know. Right. A random thing having some power. I guess I'm looking for where did it get that? Right. He told me where he got. Oh, cool. That's where he believed it got that power. Yeah, sure. But just in just in exploring this even deeper, and uh, you know, again, I don't mean to put you on the spot at all, but would you would you would you agree that that the source of all that is was the divine creation? I mean, and, and by saying that. What what I'm saying is is that so for anything to exist in our world and experience, it had to have come from this divine source, the Creator, the you know God, you know Yahweh, Allah, however He's known. And so, yeah. in and of that, would it would it not would it not be uh, I, I don't know how I'm trying to say this, but would it not would it not be appropriate then to say that yeah, um, anything that I touch has the presence of God in it. And, uh, you know, to, to maybe provide a conduit to the source. I don't know. Does that make any sense or am I just babbling? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, we actually, we have, I, gosh, I shouldn't use the word generic, but we do have a blessing where it just says, you know, I've got this whole book of blessings, cool old blessings. And go back way, you know, pre before the printing press. And then there's kind of the one that says, uh, just for an, am, any object, just bless this object, you know, uh, mm-hmm. may God bless this object. Uh, the one, this, whatever it is, and all, and the one who's to be blessed in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's good. Here's a a, a, um, a line from Saint Paul. Um, create. This is uh, from a letter to the Romans, chapter eight. Creation was made subject to futility, not of its own accord, but because of the one who subjected it and hope that creation itself would be set free from slavery to corruption and mm-hmm. share in the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that all creation is groaning in labor pains even until now. So uh, bottom line, and even Jesus in uh, John's gospel once in uh, chapter 14, ca- even calls the devil the prince of this world. So there's, but he's talking about overthrowing. So uh, there's some recognition that yeah, absolutely, but he said, God created everything for those who believe in a, a creator of God, an intelligent creator, Yes, created everything, and it's all his. Something went wrong. We'd say a lot of us would say, ah, he gave free will to certain creatures, angels, and human beings, and they they did wrong by it, and that caused damage. Mm. Um, but he's not just saying, oh wow, well you're on your own. No, he has this whole mysterious plan of taking it back. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so absolutely, everything has the capability. I would say of being that conduit. Everything can be blessed, and it was in some way before. The devil and Adam and Eve then, so sure. and God has His own way of bringing it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's that's an interesting take, I, and I appreciate that insight. 
Um, and, and, and I guess that makes, that makes it make more sense to me in, in that, yeah, everything has the, the resonance of, of that divine spark, but it also, uh, it may be, <laughs> it maybe it's not actualized in its, in its current state and by blessing it, you know, brings through, uh, or calls the power of, of the divine into it and, and acts as a, as a, as a barrier shield or something to that effect. I'm just, you know, this is yeah. such an incredible discussion because it's, again, a lot of times in, in any faith, it is, it is a collection of, of ideas and words. But then when you break it down and you start drilling into it, it's, it becomes actually to me more beautiful, you know, because it's not just these, you know, old world examples or these old stories, but they become relevant now and they and they come it, it breathes a new life into it i guess you know what i mean and there's something to be said for things that stand the test of time you know so sure like for me for catholic or for like this uh the the native american guy i was talking to that um you know not i guess there's the dangerous people say uh you don't want to what is that uh um, oh, doing things. Well, that's the way we've always done it. Okay, I can see how that's not always a good thing. Mm-hmm. But also not to be too, too quick to throw out things. I saw another line that said, uh, don't just presume your ancestors were fools because uh, foolishness is hereditary. So, <laughs> so I don't want to just immediately throw out something saying, well, that's old and uh, you know, what, well, it may or may not be valuable because it's old. So you know, tradition is kind of the test of time, what, what things yeah. seem valuable to people and that kind of thing. Yes. Now, now you and I were talking a little bit before we recorded, but um, conversely, then cursed objects uh, are believed to be imbued with the negative or with the, you know, with the with the darkness or evil or or whatever. And and what is your opinion on those things? Yeah, so in Catholic teaching, I've given you pretty much all. We don't have a lot of teaching even on the blessed things. Just kind of what I said, giving it to asking mm-hmm. God to. You know, it belongs to God and asking him to take dominion over it and help us through it, um, both physically and spiritually. We have even less on anything cursed. You don't, I don't really see uh, any cursed objects. I uh, hope uh, someone will correct me if I'm not thinking of something in the Bible that would talk specifically about a cursed object. One of the closest when I come, um, and I can't remember if you and I talked about this, if I brought this up when... Uh, um, was on the show last time, but the most detailed exorcism, usually the exorcism Jesus did, he just is out with you or doesn't even say that. He just says that he drove out demons. Mm-hmm. There's one, it's in Mark and Luke, uh, yeah, it's in several of the Gospels. I'll read it. Uh, Mark's Gospel, chapter five. It's about, um, it's, it's a little bit longer, so I won't read it all, but um, of Jesus driving out demons, but the, it goes into more detail and, um, a man is living amongst the tombs of Gerasene, and uh, you know, no one can tame him. He breaks chains. Um, Jesus asks, what is your name? Legion is my name. There are many of us. Then two things here that maybe touch on what we're talking about and, and with the other, some of your other top, topics. So he pleaded er, earnestly with Jesus not to drive him away from that territory. Like, wow, that, that's the only time we see that. So for some reason, these demons didn't want to be driven away from the territory. No idea why. For some reason, they liked it there. They don't like anything. They're demons. <laughs> but for some reason, um, they were had some attachment to that 
territory, that area, that land, whatever translation we use from the, uh, you know, the Aramaic that Jesus would have spoken for. So something there, it's not really a cursed object, but a, a, a place in, in Catholic Church, we do believe that a devil can be attracted to or attached to a place. Mm. In this case, it's a, a graveyard, uh, maybe because the devil likes the, the fear and horror we have of death. I don't know. Mm. Um, I think in my belief, I, I wouldn't, I don't really believe in ghosts in the sense of, um, human spirits coming back and kind of just wandering. Okay. But I do believe when people, the, the things that they see and whatever, and it's often seems to be attached to kind of a bad place. This is what I go back to. Oh, probably the devil messing with people and he likes to hang around a place where bad things have happened. Mm. Uh, no, but that's part of that's just my own belief. I, you know, Catholic church would say, hey, we don't really know yeah. why, why the devil would attach or like, like this line. Why would he be attached there? The other thing that happens in this, um, the devil's pleaded that this is just bizarre. The devil's pleaded uh, there was a large herd of swine feeding there on the hillside. They pleaded with Jesus, send us into the swine, let us enter them. And he let them. Then clearing spirits came out, entered the swine. The herd rushed down a steep bank in the sea and were drowned. Like, what, what is that about? Well, <laughs> he's destructive. But but it does show that uh, not that animals are objects, but they're not human. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the devil was able to go into some herd of pigs and then and then kill them what what well that's what he does so back to our curse thing i don't uh can't give you definition or a catholic teaching on it but ex, uh, i'll get to this from the rite of exorcism but the devil does apparently like to mock mock god mm-hmm. um there's a line from the uh, book of the prophet isaiah if you're wondering where do we get that word Lucifer, it's often translated um, morning star. But this mm-hmm. is Isaiah 14, how you have fallen from the heavens, O morning star. In your heart you said, I will scale the heavens, uh, I will be like the most high God. So the devil, being intelligent, being knows he can't be God, he can't create the universe, he can't create anything. Um, but he can destroy and he can mock. So I think of cursing as a mockery of a blessing. Mm. Um Okay. So the devil kind of deciding to um, do his evil through. Um, so if I'm a person who curses an object or something, that then uh, the devil kind of to mess with me and to mess with others. And who knows what rules he has to follow and what God allows and doesn't allow the devil to do. I do believe there's some kind of that God gave angels some power by nature and even the fallen ones still have some of that power that he has not yet taken away from them. Mm. Um, but anyway, so cursed object, bottom line is more danger to the person who's messing with such a, a, a doing the cursing who, again, back to, uh, the, the, the woman's faith healed her. Okay. Now if I'm some kind of person who's trying to do an evil thing to you and I'm going to use some object to do it. Well, it's more dangerous to me. It may or may not have some effect on you, but for me to be developing a relationship with evil, asking some power or thinking I have some power by certain words to imbue this with evil and make it do bad things to you. I'm the one who's damaging my soul more. I may or may not have any effect on you. Mm, Good point. solved the box. We came. Now you must come with us. Taste our pleasures. Oh, no tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. 
Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners, also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200. Closest we have to some kind of teaching in, in Catholic, uh, in Catholic teaching, our, our rituals are also kind of a source of teaching. And so, there's the closest we come. This is from the rite of exorcism. Right of exorcism. There's some instructions to the exorcist. Um, he shall command the devil to tell whether he is detained in in that body. And here you get different translations from the Latin. Um, works of magic. It's usually translated as uh, communicating with evil spirits mm-hmm. or um, evil signs, which we'd uh, usually translate like an evil ritual or um, evil instruments. And that one is pretty clear that it means some kind of a small object. How do I know that? Because the next line is pretty disgusting. And if the one possessed has taken this by mouth, he should be made to vomit them. If he's concealed, concealed them on his person, you should expose them. And when discovered, they must be burned. So there's something very, that's the most specific thing I can give you from a, a, a Catholic source saying, yeah, we believe that things can be cursed. A person can actually be, it can be a, a means of getting possessed. And the exorcist should uh, make the person vomit them and burn them. Wow. Find them. That's yeah. incredibly interesting because we, you know, in the, Paranormal fields, oftentimes we, there are there is the belief that certain items, and, and it's just random items, but some items seem to have attachments to them. In other words, that upon a person acquiring an item and bringing it into their home, suddenly you know their cereal bowl is moving, or the furniture is changing position, or you know just a bunch of odd strangeness is going on. And and uh, sometimes it can be just d- discerned down to the point. Well, you brought something into your house, and so they, you know, the suggestion is then to remove any new items you brought into your house, and and one by one reintroduce them. And whenever you hit, you know, the activity again, then you'll know that item was the one, and and you got to get rid of it or or get it taken care of, get it blessed or, or you know or exercised if there. Does the does the Catholic Church have an exorcism of items or no? Is it just people? No, people and and places and places. Um, okay, yeah, that's part of the the exorcism ritual. It's kind of three parts: the instructions, which I just quoted you from, and then mm-hmm. there's the exorcism of a possessed person, and then there's a short uh, section at the end for more for a place, um, which you know haunted type house type place. We just say uh, sometimes it's translated infested, but just something about a place. Okay. Um, but not, but not specifically for an object. Um, we would, 
probably bless an object or as this says, or burn it. Kind of interesting burning because if you, um, uh, if you have something, a uh, sacred object that you want to get rid of, um, you, it, it's considered respectful to burn it too. Sort of like, uh, you know, how we consider a flag to be, uh, you know, it's disrespectful for someone to, uh, you know, stomp on a flag and burn it. But if the, I think, isn't the proper way to get rid of a flag uh, to burn it, right? So I that think, can be yeah. done. I think it's, yeah. And we're back to the, back to the intention. Uh, why am I burning this flag? Well, because I have great respect for it. I don't want to throw in a garbage can. I'm going to burn it respectfully versus I'm going to burn it because I hate it. You know, isn't there, I think that's, I think those right. are something like that. So um, we, we do, I guess I'm going to stray, but we do uh, a way to get rid of a sacred object is, is to burn it. Sure. Um, or like this, like this says, um, but anyway, yeah. So um, that's about as much as I can say about a cursed object. Sure. It's the devil, you know, maybe working through something and it's more of a danger to the person who's doing it. And, and one exorcist told me, he said, don't give too much and tell people, don't give too much um, credence. Don't, don't give more power to these things than they have. We wouldn't want to think that it's possible for someone who's got some evil intent to go down the street and, and curse every house. Right. So we got to burn down a neighborhood. Well, wait, no, no, wait a minute. Why don't we say a prayer, you know, and ask God to protect these places? And I like yes. to think the prayer is going to be more powerful. But having said that, here I am reading you from the rite of exorcism that, yeah, this this object can be. I guess this one, that's fascinating what you said. I've never, uh, I've heard those stories too. Never come across that. I don't know if you have, Brent, about like a, an object that makes things start going wrong and being oh. able to narrow it down. This would be a sign, I guess, that, wow, this has been narrowed down. If this if you, yeah, person admits, yeah, I had a cursed thing and they got it on them yes. and then to get rid of it by burning it. Yeah, and it's certainly um, like there's there's a whole uh, fascination currently in the in the paranormal world and of researchers and stuff with with like uh, haunted dolls, for instance, you know, these these dolls that seem to embody these discarnate spirits of whatever origin. And uh, sometimes, of course, they can be quite negative and, and, uh, horrible. Like the, the, the Annabelle doll for one, uh, which was, I, I think the, the source story was used to make the movie, the conjuring and stuff. But, uh, essentially it was this raggedy Ann doll that, uh, was causing horrible things to happen in this house. And it was removed by the Warrens. I don't know if you're familiar with the Warrens, but, uh, uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren were these demonologists and, and researchers back in the Mostly in the sixties and seventies, I think was when they were most active, but into the eighties and they, and they, they, they took in these objects that were her, her cursed or haunted and such. And, and there's still a Warren museum of, of the things that they collected. Uh, yeah. A little familiar with them and, and with the, the, with two of the conjuring movies. I, I uh, don't want to disparage them. I think one or both of them are deceased. Um, yes. I, I know, I think they were said they were the Catholic faith. That, that that wouldn't uh, that wouldn't have been something I I would recommend to someone who's doing something in that field. That we'll just hang on to those objects and make a museum of them. Right, right. So that's, I don't want to like I said. I don't want to disparage them. They, I, maybe that's not what they did. Maybe there's some whatever. There's a whole story, but that that's not just something I would be recommending for something that had been um, that I really believed had some evil thing. Yeah, is that dolls thing. Is that just because they're a little bit inherently creepy, like clowns are? Um, I mean, in my, for my Catholic faith, there wouldn't be anything inherently more dangerous about a, 
a doll than any other object. Sure. You know, um, um, is that just because they're creepy a little bit sometimes? <laughs> well, I think I think they are personally too. But I'll, I'll tell you, there's yeah. there, I've I've tried to trace the the whole source of that, and what I've found is that there's at least some suggestions. Nothing I've been able to confirm, but that the original the original use of dolls in the ancient world was not as children's playthings, but as vessels for spirits. And so, you know, I I read that too. Now that you mention it, that that goes way back, right? And so, yeah, it, yeah. And it's also why the Amish won't allow faces on their dolls because they believe that if a face is is put on a doll, then it becomes enticing to uh to a you know negative energy energy or demon. So I'm sorry. What, did, what face did you say that was? The Amish. No kidding. Yeah, uh. I mean that's what I've. Uh, I've Stumbled across that again, unverified. I can't say, well, for sure this yeah, is the case. Yeah. These are just things that I've found on my research. Now, again, some people say that that's more, uh, more hyperbole than anything. Other, other yeah. things I know in, in some, uh, magical practices, there's the idea of a poppet and some people think a poppet is the, is one of the sources for dolls. Uh, and that is, uh, apparently a magical practice that was used in order to make an effigy of yourself and then kind of like the whole, the whole voodoo doll idea. But the idea is that it, it becomes imbued to be a shield. So if anything negative, any evil is targeting you or something, it'll target the doll and not you. And so, okay. Huh? Yeah. You know, it's, I think the first time I heard or saw something with a voodoo doll, there wasn't, I think you're old enough to uh, to remember, Brent. I think it was an old underdog episode where there was a <laughs> Simon Bar Sinister or someone using a voodoo doll or something. I can't remember. Sure. You could Google that, I bet, and find it. But, um, yeah, you know how that's part of the whatever. Right, right. It has reached urban <laughs> urban folklore or whatever. Sure. Um, the voodoo doll thing. I don't know what the real voodoo <laughs> beliefs are in that. But, yeah, but you're right that, that I have read that and that the voodoo doll, I'm sure, is certainly some – type of example of that going way back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's hard to you, say. You know, I uh, thought too, um, I don't know if we're probably ending pretty soon, about, again, the danger more for the person who who's d- developing a relationship with, either with evil or, I think it's dangerous, this is what I have against the, uh, in the church, against the Ouija board. Well, it's a piece of wood and a piece of plastic. Come on, what's the danger? No danger in wood and plastic. Right. Oh, you're going to use wood and plastic and try and communicate with some spirit whose origin you don't know? And what? What? <laughs> no. I believe in prayer. I believe I can talk to spirits anytime I want. I can talk to God. I can pray for you. I, you know, ask an angel for help. Um, but to get on a, to use a board and plastic, I don't think any good spirit's going to be using that. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was a line I read. This was from, uh, I think this was from a C.S. Lewis novel not one of his narnia ones but another one he said something like that uh, the devil breaks his tools after he's used them so kind of scary like mm. no, don't be a don't be a tool of the devil don't be a tool of evil he'll, he'll come back and you know yeah yeah he's not looking out for your good yeah he's not doing this because he lo- likes you and wants to help you yeah and uh, yeah that's the that's the the scary part of all of it is that i i think whenever you're whenever people are, are dabbling with things that they just can't possibly understand. There's of course the inherent danger that, you know, especially like you say with Ouija boards. And I think, I think Ouija boards are extra dangerous because the idea behind it is that you are creating 
yourself as a conduit. You know, you, you have to be touching that thing and you have to be calling out and asking something to come essentially through you. And I, and I think, God, that's just like the fast track to, uh, to oppression or possession, you know? Yeah. Right. The, the kind of the self-centered thing. And just, I, I guess it's kind of a mystery to me why when those who believe in prayer that, you know, I can talk to God, I can talk, I can pray for you. As I said, I can believe I can ask an angel for help. Um, Why I would want to mess with something like that. I think a good spirit is going to, now somebody could might come back and say, well, you just said you think a good spirit is going to work through the tassel of Jesus cloak or through, you know, holy water or a metal. True, but those are always a request. I'm always asking God, will you please? Yeah. I've been to- totally acknowledging God has the authority. I'm just asking him something. Um, it's not a matter of um, me trying to control things. It's a, it's a exact opposite. God, you are in control here. Like those blessings I read you, it's a recognition of God, almighty God and Father. You're in control. Uh, here's, what, here's my, as one of your creatures, here's what I ask of you. always asking and recognizing God has authority. God is all good. I'm not trying to say, Hey, I wonder if I, this would be the devil would be the mockery, the the sort of similar, but not because it's one. I'm, I want to be a little independent from God. I want a little power on my own. Right. Um, Maybe if I do this wheezy board or this or that thing, maybe I can control things a little bit on my own without God's power. Mm, Good point. Yeah. I, I guess that, that is right. I mean, there's certainly, Power seems to be the common denominator in a lot of things, unfortunately, in our world. Oh, gosh, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and including our, you know. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if I look back at myself, like, yeah, the times I've really, met, yes, because I wanted something for myself or whatever, didn't, yeah. Yeah. Didn't acknowledge God's, uh, you know, dominion, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tell you what, this is this has been an absolutely fascinating discussion, Father Mike, and I really appreciate not only the fact that you come on here and talk about these things, but I love I love the manner in which you do it because you, you know you're not. I think a lot of people hear you know religion and and they think, oh, here comes the judgment. But in every way, whenever you've presented ideas and stuff on the show, you've always been very very kind and and uh, you know very open and warm and and I appreciate that especially because I think. You know, there's a lot of diverse ideas out there of all this stuff, but I, I love the fact that you come on and, and you're just like, well, this is what we think and this is why we think it without being like, and the rest of you guys are going to burn, you know? <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, that, well, one thing is that's because that is part of my faith is that I was just very clear on that. He, he'll judge. He knows only God knows, you know, the heart and mind and knows where right. everyone is and what they, and the other thing is your, the, your, our conversations, private and on the second show we've done now mm-hmm. and on the chat room uh, in YouTube. Um, it's been very, it's been very neat because everyone is like that with everyone else. Yeah. You know, whether it be about things like this devils or whether it be about a UFO or a Bigfoot. I mean, I have my doubts about those things, but you know, I don't get in there and say, well, you're an idiot. You believe in it. <laughs> well, no, I you know, yeah. need to hear what they believe and I, I don't have to share every belief and they, Right. I certainly don't share every one of my beliefs, but no, you've, you've got a, you and, and, and those, uh, yeah, in the chat room, they're very, uh, people interested in hearing each other's opinions and, and, oh, that's neat. Oh, I didn't know that people believe that or, no. yeah, I don't believe that, but I'm glad to, you know, uh, get to share my belief too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's something 
that I, I can't take a lot of credit for, but I've always encouraged is that, you know, people understand that, you know, there aren't experts. There just aren't, as you, as you, you know, mentioned. Uh, but I, I just think that everybody's ideas are just as valid as anyone else's at this point for a lot of this stuff because we just don't know what's going on. But, uh, you know, at least to hear each other and have a dialogue and just come to some, at least an understanding, like I, I know where you stand and, and you know, I think that's wonderful. But again, your, your delivery is so kind and, and welcoming and I really appreciate our conversations. Oh, thanks. I do too. No, it's been once again, a good, good conversation. Well, thank you so much for taking the time again today to come on and, and uh, yeah, anytime you want, we'll, we'll have you back and we'll dive back into it. All right. Thanks. I'll probably give you hello either Wednesday or, or over the weekend in the, in the YouTube chat. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Get out. guys thank you so much for joining us here on tonight's show i hope you guys enjoyed it please feel free to follow us on facebook facebook.com slash paranormal portal radio as well as finding us on twitter we're on twitter at paranormal portal p-o-r-t-l and uh, we'd love to have you stop by our youtube page and subscribe and check out our shows there we got hundreds of shows journeys into the paranormal portal so i hope you'll check it out check it out guys we're over there at youtube.com slash paranormal portal so Hope to see you guys soon. Uh, we'll be back, of course, for more podcasts in the coming days. So we love you all. Be good, be kind, be nice. Take care of each other. Help each other out. Find the magic in every day. And remember to laugh as much as you can. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.